0: I dedicate this episode to the young lady who backed my groceries today and made sure that my carton of almond milk did not crush my egg. Shout out to her. Shout out to shout out to the women who do their job at grocery stores. I feel like we do not appreciate the essential workers, be they at grocery stores, be they at construction sites, we do not appreciate them, or should I say us as much as they should be appreciated what is going on how's everybody doing how's everybody feeling welcome to the greatest voice podcast what is going on with you guys i am in great spirits man um it's been having a good weekend man just had this weekend had a great week bro um worked a lot you know worked a lot more than i would rather but you know hey more a bit more money for the bills you know so you can't complain this month life's good though right, how you guys feeling uh, shout out to my young homie Drake he is under the weather right now I just found out that he does have COVID I'm not saying he's going to pass away I'm not saying there's a reason to be depressed but I am saying the way that he texted me he made it sound like, like like I should start preparing his funeral arrangements soon so Drake if you're listening to this episode of the podcast I love you and I hope you get, get better. round of applause for Drake round of applause for Drake um Shout out to everybody who's been um, following the podcast on TikTok, man. Shout out to, I've been getting some very interesting feedback from people. Um I Had a lot of, sometimes the feedback was mean. Sometimes the feedback was, well, I don't really get mean feedback. You know, most, the funniest thing I, I like about my podcast, the, the funniest thing, like when I be reading y'all comments that y'all leave for me, I love when y'all say like, I love how just black people will go out of their way in comments to let you know who you look like. Like everybody in my comments, he's telling me I look like. Which I, I, I at this point I've been hearing this for three years, so I'm pretty sure there's some truth to it. Is this comedian? He's kind of popular in the African American community, named Godfrey bringing him up because, great guy, bringing him up because I feel like I have, I really, I receive at least four to five comments every day, and I've been hearing this since I was a kid, saying that I look like this nigga, like, you know you look like Godfrey? You know you look like Godfrey? You, know you look like Godfrey? Which I don't think it's an insult, because, you know, no homo, he's a good looking guy, so. You know, I'm going to tell you something, that's the thing, that's the funny thing about when people compare you to somebody, you only take offense to it if it's somebody who you feel is ugly. Like, you, I remember one time somebody told me I look like Young Blue, and not knock a young blue up but i just was like what i'm like bro don't like don't disrespect my cheekbones like that brother give me some credit say somebody say somebody of honor say somebody of of of, of standing like idris elba or something like that denzel washington damn it even somebody like that bro. i just watched malcolm x uh if you never seen malcolm x i highly recommend you watch it I just now realized that Denzel Washington didn't look shit like like Malcolm X in that, that But the catch is, he played him well, though. Like the mannerisms and everything, he did convey a great Malcolm X. So I will give him that. All right, we're moving on to that. Moving on from that, let's just get into the topics. Um, do you want to kill somebody at your job? Let's just hop right into it. Let's just hop right into the conversation. So, I did a video. I did a video like yesterday and I was talking about this, about how the feeling of like when you're at your workplace and there is somebody. Sometimes their name can be Harold. Sometimes their names can be Gary. I haven't met that many Garys I didn't like, but Harold's, Harold's, Harry's, Timothy's, they can be hit and miss. Those are some, those are problematic names and they can be somebody who to some degree you have some issues with when you see them, you know and I was saying like it's nothing worse than having issues with somebody you'd be somebody who you don't get along with at your job but the majority of the people at your job like him and love him and think he's the best So when you bring him up in the break room you talking about I can't fucking stand Harold bro I'm gonna see Harold fuck on, on dead homies I'm gonna see Harold about some shit bro he keep doodle do whoop and when you when you talk about it they're like you don't like Harold you got an issue with Harold bro Harold's cool what you talking about and it's a very um I'm not gonna say a powerless situation, like you're not gonna feel like a victim, but it is something it is something to be said about how I bring up this topic because and this will made me this was what motivated me to make the video about it at the time, was it's crazy how in life you learn that there are no such things as bad people rather than conflicting opinion conflicting interest. When I think of all the people that I have issues with, or even as when I was a kid, the people who I had issues with when I was a child, getting bullied in the streets of Vallejo, California. It's so interesting to me because all of those people that I had issues with, I can tell you in the community we're loud. I can tell you in the community where People loved at the parties and stuff like that, swore by them. I remember when one of them, Gary, I guess there are some Garys you don't like. Gary went to jail, and I used to hate Gary. Gary used to fuck with me all the time, but Gary went to jail, and a whole hood was just warning him and crying about him leaving. I'm like, bro, I fucking hate Gary. Like, what are you talking about? When Texaco, but, it, but you know, but like I said, it wasn't that he, when I look at it in retrospect, it was not that Gary was a bad person. It's just that we have conflicting interests. Gary was picking on me at the time when I was a child. So obviously my perspective of my view of him is going to be more negative than, you know, Felicia from down the block because she fucking him. So it was obviously going to be a little bit of a difference. Um, And then when you when you have a conversation about that and you really like dig deeper into the topic. You start going into like politics, you start going into racism, you start going into like the situations like with Hitler, like I was thinking about this. It's crazy to think that like from a certain person's perspective and during that time when Hitler was massacring and doing genocide on Jewish people, which is crazy because I think I remember reading that he might have been half Jewish or something like that. It's crazy because through all that. There was a certain portion of that population when that was going on that felt like he was doing the right thing for the German people at the time, but you could argue, you know, it's kind of funny because with conflicting interest, a lot of times you'll look over somebody fucking over another group of people or fucking over somebody as long as the outcome is is in benefit of your own personal interest. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like the same thing, like how when people talk about, like, um, we all have iPhones and Samsung and all these nice phones, and we have no issue with the fact that the cobalt that's being used to make these phones is, are, are, is being mined by kids, by child slaves in Africa and China. I'm not yawning because I'm bored myself because this topic is boring me. I'm yawning because I just got done running three hours in the gym again as usual. So, you know, I kinda um, my 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 energy is a little my energy's a little bit low today, but well we're um it's interesting when you just think about that, bro. You know? Um The weirdest thing I always think about that because that's something that you and that's something that you're going to deal with in life just in general, bro. That's something that you are always going to deal with. You're going to go through work. I was explaining this to one of my friends cuz she got a little funk. She got with one of her people that she worked with over at the at the little um at that little uh taco shop she working at. And like I told her, I'm like, "Bro, like you gotta understand like that's something you getting into with your coworkers. That's something that's going to be a thing." wherever you go you're always going to work some it is really rare to work in a location where you and all of your co-workers every single one get along it's just really rare it, you know sometimes shout to the shout to Corey. hey what's up man shout out to youngstown ohio shout out to the young, Shout out to my people out there in ohio yeah bro i just got my twitter on block too shout out to Corey, but it's interesting it's interesting you you never you're rarely ever going to be working in a situation where Everybody at your job is on the same page as you. You going to have you going to have some moments where you might get into it with Steve or Jimmy or Harry, something like that. And you like, hey, let's go out to the back. I need to see you for 10 minutes. You know, it is what it is. But but that's just life, though. You know, I watched. I think Dame dashed that in an interview one time. He said it's impossible to be a grown man. And not have issues with other grown men. That is just a, that is just the world. It's That's not you. That's not a personal indictment of your character. It's just the world. So I bring it up because. It's interesting how we judge. Who are bad people? What makes a person bad? Because a lot of the time you're just going off of how those actions are affecting you. But I promise you those actions are in the interest of somebody else or benefiting them. Like I said, what Hitler was doing at the time was benefiting him. You know, it's the same thing with um. This actually brings me to a deeper conversation. We can have this conversation too. Meek Meek Mill, and I and I want to talk about that. one of my topics in the video was the um was the uh, Dare program thing. I'm gonna talk about that soon. Meek Mill and Jay Z were talk were I guess from what I understand, they're attaching their name to this bill or this movement to try to stop rappers lyrics from being used in court processes or prosecutions because they feel like it's unjust now the reason why i thought about this right now is because I thought it was irresponsible because I felt like it was taking some onus off of the rappers who are making the raps because reality is right now it is really common to shoot somebody and then make a rap about it and release the song with the music video on YouTube at the site where the nigga got shot at the next day and it makes no sense in the world. But. When I was younger, even I, when I was younger, I really didn't have a good understanding for crime. I used to always just look at everything as cut and dry. But some of these situations when you get older, I'll be real, bro. Like As I get older, I really do look at attempted murder and murder a lot differently now as far as in the context of the situation. Like, there was a time where I, always, where I was a kid. I would have thought, well, if you shot somebody, you just should go to jail. Just for, That's it is what it is. But there are some situations where I'm kind of like. If you grew up in the herd, if you grew up in an impoverished environment and your family might live that life that, you know, you know, ventures towards the gangs, the street gangs, hanging out in front of 7-Elevens, getting high off of getting high. Whoop, whoop, whoop. You probably know somebody who has killed somebody and went to jail for It's probably still in jail right now, but by the time he killed the person, it becomes attempted murder, but the cops in the courtroom ain't bringing into play that that person he killed did something to set off the chain of events. Might've shot him. Might've pulled out. I know a lot of niggas who went to jail for shooting somebody who pulled up at their mama house and their grandmama house and shot their house up or did something? And let them and put and already already set the precedents for putting it into the situation becomes a factor as well. I remember it was that situation about f- six years ago in New York a shootout happened in between these two fam- these two dude these two uh, dudes and a little girl in the middle of them got and the shootout got shot, which was really sad. But I was listening to Charlamagne the God shout out to Charlamagne the God who was talking about on the Breakfast Club. And what he said was interesting. He was like the up thing about that situation is I'm pretty sure at least somebody in that situation was defending themselves. One of them saw him first and probably started shooting at him and the person who who got shot at probably when he realized what was going on tried to defend himself. So it's it's a fucked up situation. But I don't know what happened in the court proceedings in that, but I don't know. As I get older, I look at crime differently, even when it comes to selling drugs and stuff like that. Now, like I don't have an issue with selling drugs until you're selling drugs to kids. When you start selling drugs to kids and minors, that's where I feel like that's an issue. And that's when I feel like you fucking up at now. And I guess this can be a good segue into the D.A.R.E. program conversation. Shout out to D.A.R.E. Uh, for those of y'all, I don't know if they did this everywhere in the country, I know they were doing it in California the D.A.R.E. program, the thing where they come to your school in third and fourth grade and tell you drugs are bad and you shouldn't do drugs, and they give you a red ribbon. Now, if you grew up in a household like mine, it was very interesting to get this whole speech about how marijuana and cocaine and methamphetamine was bad for you, and then you go home and your stepdad's rolling up wee blunts in the shoebox, so it was a very interesting dichotomy, you know, con- conflict of opinion for me, but they, there's a show that is really popular on HBO Max. It is just to die for. It's called Euphoria. Great show. I watched the first season of it. I'm kind of slow on the second season. I'm taking it slow because it's just a really heavy sheet. Right. Right. Now, shout out to Corey. He said, right now, excuse to tell the children. No, there should be no excuse to tell the ch- children. But in the show, I don't like watching the show because it's really heavy It's really about like just kids in high school, but they're doing drugs and and anonymous sex and shit like that. Like all this weird, it's like a very, very dark portrayal of what it's like to be in high school. And so the dare program said that they wanted to have a meeting with HBO and they called up the show and said they don't like the show was glamorizing sex and high school drug uh, addiction and stuff like that. And prostitution, which whoop, and that's wrong. And it's glamorizing it. Now, the reason why I, even though I feel uncomfortable watching this show because I do feel it gets strong at times, the reason why I want shows like that to be out and I want it to be real and I want it to have a spray. One shout out to Corey he said the barber your barber was just talking about this morning. Oh yeah, no, it's a good show. The reason why I want shows like that to exist is because. And when I say this, I know I have fans, people who listen to this podcast. other the people who've been following me on TikTok. I know a lot of y'all, there are some of you guys who might have grew up in really small towns. Who might have grew up in areas where you didn't see, I'll say, what I saw in high school. What I'll say what a lot of us saw in high school. I can just tell you, I feel like, I feel like there's been, there has been since, a, there has always been a big divide between what parents think high school should be for be like for you versus what it really was like for them and versus what it really was like for you. I can tell you, my dad's 54 years old. My daddy, my dad told me when he was in high school, they was already funking and getting the shootouts and shit when he was 14 and 15 years old. My daddy told me when he was 14 and 15, it was 13 and 14 year old girls and 16 year old girls getting fucked by grown men pulling up at the school and picking them up. And that was a real thing not saying it's good but i'm bringing it to say that's a real thing that people are not acknowledging that that was happening um when i was in school i'll never forget my first day of high school you know you had the thing freshman friday where you take the freshmen you throw the freshmen in trash cans you had that and then there was this big big ass fight between the uh I forgot which hooded hoods it was, but all I no, know. Them niggas ran to the locker lockers and it was like a fucking, it was like the Exodus of Moses. Like, just like, uh, I felt like the whole school just ran and just started fighting like in the, in, like in the locker Cause our lockers were outside like in the locker area. It just was wild, bro. Then at the end of that, at the end of the day, they all got on the bus and rolled to the high school down the street to go fight them at Hogan. And I remember that was when that boy got, they, they jumped the shot that one boy and they had to airlift him from, the high school to another to the uh, hospital. Now I bring this up because nigga, this is literally my very first day in high school. Like this was like my very. This didn't happen over a period of a week. Anybody out there who went to Jesse Bethel High School in two thousand five? You know what I'm talking about. This shit happened like the very first day, like when of school. So I like shout out shout out to Corey. Said facts, bro. I graduated '95. All through high school, you saw older dudes dropping off high school chicks all the time. Man, it's real. So, I bring this up because I think you need shows like Euphoria because it shows the reality of how the world really is. Like, it's not sugarcoating shit. Like, that of Riverdale, uh, Autumn Height, little Netflix TV shows. You know, hey, it's cute. You know, I like it. But I don't like it. I ain't going to lie. I like them, but it's... There's a space for them, but it's not realistic because that's not how the world is anymore. It's never been like that. Like you know, I I can say it's never been like that, but I can say a large majority of the population can't relate to a TV show where a girl is 17 years old and she's been holding her virginity and she's dating this the school high school quarterback who's like the nicest guy. Like anybody relate to that? But we can all relate. We can all relate to you being at a school and you get man high school was wild bro school was wild bro like school was wild I remember when I was staying in Montgomery Alabama when they used to have the football games in between schools It's like on Netflix when there's a football game between schools you know the, the school other school might prank the rival school or it might be the plot the plot of the show might be this girl from one school is dating the, the, a guy from the other school and it's like a big thing nigga when I was going to school and cause see if you grow up if you live in the hood Make to say if you live in the hood, a lot of times you'll live somewhere where the hoods will go to rival, like the high the high schools will be rivals because the hoods is rivals. Nigga, I remember when they used to have those football games in between Jefferson Davis and Silly Lanier. Nigga, the bus the bus wouldn't even drive over on court block to go to Silly Lanier High School because niggas would start to shoot was starting to shoot at the bus. Like it was it was bad, bro. Like, but but you know. And not to say that's a reality for everybody. That's not to say that was a reality for everybody. But if you go to the suburbs, like suburban high schools, I lived in the suburbs too, and I can tell you, drugs in the suburbs is a real, real, real thing. Now, when you watch Euphoria, they make it seem like these kids is connected to the Mexican cartel. It ain't like that. But I can tell you, when you go to the suburbs, like the thing about the thing about life nowadays is, and I'll, I'll end the podcast on this note because I'm I'm like. I just got done doing like three hours in the gym. I'm I'm about to lot, not off right now, but I can tell you, it's not like how it might have been in the 1950s, to the 1960s, even if that was possible, where you live in the ghetto right here and they live in the suburbs, and these worlds will never intertwine. I can tell you, when you come to Sacramento, California, they'll throw a house party in the suburbs, which are out here might be called Elk Grove, which uh, might be called Rolling Forties or whatever. And the kids from the hood will come there and sometimes a lot of this shout out to Corey who said the suburbs is where all the drugs are at. Bro, facts. Bro, facts. The suburbs where all the drugs are at, the suburbs sub, the suburbs are where all the house parties are at and that's a real thing. So you know it's you the, the worlds do cross the worlds do cross a lot of the times i can tell you from the black community perspective a lot of us will move out of these ghettos and our kids I mean, I'm saying this like i got kids but our kids will grow up in the suburbs but they'll either still be connected to the hood or they'll still they'll still try to like keep up that hood persona and like you know some that they can end up taking that to the neighborhood they can that that ways, little methods like that is how little bullshit that you might uh, only could imagine happening in the herd will take place in, in the suburbs. I can tell you many many house parties in the suburbs that get shot up because, you know, the world's crossed paths. Um, So the the bounce back with Euphoria, do I think they're glamorizing the stuff? To an extent, I'm not going to say they're glamorizing it, but they're making money off of a show that's basically Painting high school in, in in that manner, but I think you need to have platforms like that out because that is that is what high school is like. That is what going to high school is like. You know, shit. You want to make a show about middle school? Because I can tell you all them damn shows I saw and they was talking about middle school. Like I don't. It's <laughs> I don't know, bro. I'm just. Maybe it's just me. I don't know, bro. Like, I've seen like the little shows they be having where it's the kids in middle school, The Sandlot, and all that. And I'm like, bro, when I was in middle school, man, I when this podcast blows up, I wish I can get some people on here on TikTok. I wish I could get some people on here who went to Springstown Middle School in Vallejo, California, and can tell you what I want to say because them niggas used to be up at that schoolhouse thumping. I mean, just thumping. I mean every fucking day. I was there too. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was there too. But thumping. I mean just thumping. Like it was like But we're 12 and 13, 11. I remember one time, yo, this one dude beat up this boy. This eighth grader beat up this sixth grader. He was really basically bullying him. And that sixth grader called up his brother who stayed at the high who was going to the high school like like uh in the neighborhood over in Hogan. Man, them niggas rolled up in that damn school in the courtyard. Like, like they was deep. i i Nah, I mean, it might have been like 40. Them niggas was deep. Like, those niggas was deep, and they was looking for dude, and it was about to be bad. It was like, but that was school you know? I don't know. I guess reality is different for everybody. But I'm going to cut the podcast right now. Shout out to everybody who listened. Shout out to the homie Corey. Shout out to Drake. Drake, I hope you get better, bro. Don't die. Don't die on me, Drake, because.